Com. That's a simple math equation that will probably always stick in your head. Just know 85% of the time the average person gets with their child is by the end of the 18th summer. So that's why you want to make the most of those first 18 so they keep coming back for more later in life. That's, that's my goal anyway. Hey parents, welcome back to Parenting on Purpose. I have a treat for you guys today. I have a mutual friend, Jim Shields, here with us. Jim, how are you today? Good, Caitlin. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm super excited. Thanks for joining me from the other side of Florida in St. Augustine. So beautiful. Um, so Jim, I'm really excited. I know you have your book, The Family Board Meeting. I know you're the co-founder of 18 Summers. I know you're an entrepreneur and a dad of now five. 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 Yep. Big five. Now, four boys, one girl or? Three boys, two girls. That's awesome. So we, had, we just adopted a little girl at birth last year. And uh, our, our one caveat we said well any race creed color we just want a girl to balance out some of the testosterone in our house you know what i mean with to go our poor daughter if we went to four boys and a girl so we got two girls now and three boys it's great i love it we have a similar dynamic every time we think about adding a dog or a child we're like okay where are we on the girl to boy ratio let's keep it, let's keep it. <laughs> our daughter so needed awesome. help <laughs> You know what? She'll, they'll, they'll be very well adjusted and ready to take on the world, young ladies. And that's not a bad thing. So that's awesome. Nope, not at all. Not at all. So, Jim, I am love I just finished reading your book uh, last week and I really love the whole concept of it. Um, I'll have you start us off by giving our audience a little bit of a foundation about you, how you got into the work you do, what you're doing now, because um, I know you started in real estate and, you know, very uh professional corporate career. And then you had fun, like um, you like to go surfing, which I don't know how you surf in Florida. You're going to have to weave that in for me because I was born here. <laughs> um, and then you kind of develop this whole beautiful concept that's changing thousands of people's lives. So start us off with that and then we'll just ask some questions and have some fun with it. Yeah. I Well, first of all, Florida, we, here in the North, we get a little better surf than you guys do down there. Uh, but we, uh, we, my wife and I were married in Costa Rica. It's, it's a big part of our heart and we have a house down there. So I try to work and play from there a few months out of the year. It really helps. Um, okay. That makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, that helps. And, you know, part of our theme is adventure. It's one of our big core values. And, uh, and I think it's been an adventure since the get-go, you know, many years ago, I was running a, a large real estate investment company and single and met my wife and it was pretty much, love at first sight. You know, it was, we had been looking for each other uh, and it, we just meshed. When I fell in love with her, I've, you know, two little boys came along with it. You know, as I know you have a, a similar story, you know, she was divorced with full custody of these two young, beautiful little boys, seven and five. Her, she had been involved in a very tough marriage, um, sure. married a, a high school boyfriend out of college who ended up being a, an abusive alcoholic she stood up for herself, got out of it and, uh, and had full custody. And I met her a few years later and, uh, and that really started the journey for me here. I was this instant dad, you know, I'd gone from fun uncle to instant dad and, and being a busy entrepreneur, I didn't want to be successful in business and fail at home. And we started this one little strategy with these two boys for us to, you know, get on the same page, to take down the walls of some trust issues that they had for obvious good reasons. Right. And, and I just started to share these at, at this simple rhythm that, that I created at, uh, at entrepreneurial events, masterminds, like how our mutual friends introduced us. And Caitlin, it just, 
it was uncomfortable for me. I'm a Jersey boy, you know, talking about your feelings and all this. I didn't want to talk about this. I didn't plan to write a book on this, but I'm glad I did because it really touched the hearts of a lot of people. And then it started to uh, grow and ended up writing a book, a very good friend of mine from a a big organization. So if you don't write this book, I'm going to kill you. Um, you know, she said a joke. Maybe also from Jersey. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from, the from Toronto, right? That is a Jersey line. Um, but the book, the book kind of, uh, it, it got on some big podcasts from people that saw me speak and a couple of people like Hal Elrod from the Miracle Morning got behind it and it just, it took off. And, uh, and it's really just about how do we set this intentional rhythm with our children to make sure that as we're building our businesses, we don't isolate and lose our family because that happens way too much. That's my um, biggest fear, Jim. Like my husband and I talk about it all the time. We we have a, um, a friend that we we're just listening to and he talks about like setting anti-goals, not just goals because you got to know what you want to walk away from. And one of my I, biggest fears is I, I don't care about having money or, or I just want freedom to be with my family. If I lose yeah. my family, it doesn't mean anything. It yeah. scares me. It really does. <laughs> well, it's, it scares everyone. And one of the talks you, you probably haven't seen yet is a big push for me and 2011, I was sent an article. Um, this is in the thick of things, you know, when I'm really getting into to my now adopted son's lives, you know, 12 years ago. And uh, it was about uh, a guy named Walter Isaacson. And Walter Isaacson's claim to fame is Steve Jobs' biographer. And this article came out a few days after Steve Jobs passed away. Mm-hmm. And what it said was, he talked about the last days of Steve Jobs. And he spent his final days doing interviews to explain to his family why he wasn't there for them. And, uh, and yeah, you know, I give this guy Isaacson a lot of credit. It's quoted in there. He said, he said to Steve Jobs, I think it's like the day before he died. He said, are you glad you had a family? Are you glad you had children? He said, you know, S- Steve's very sick, but he fired right back and said, man, it's 10,000 times better than anything I've ever done. And when I read that, I got like chills up my back and, you know, thought about this because, you know, I was watching the news with all the murals and, and, uh, and, you know, just the, the candlelight vigils, but here was this guy like, and yeah, oh, well, people are like, oh, Steve Jobs had a reputation for being a jerk. He did. But I got to tell you what, you know, that philosophy that a person gets extreme clarity at the end of their life. I'm like, man, he just left me some important clues. And, and the fact of the matter was Caitlin at, at that time, I felt like if the rug of health was pulled out from me, I'd be in the same position six months down the road. I'd be doing interviews to explain, oh, I wish I had been there and, and so that always stuck with me. And that was a big part of being intentional with the quality time. And as you know, this rhythm really helps ground in that, that one goal. I love this. Before we get into the book a little bit, there's a few concepts I want to unpack with you. Um, what you just said to me is so important. Like I, I do a lot. We do a lot of interviews with this podcast with psychologists and people like neuroscientists. So I've learned a lot about my own brain and just like mm-hmm. our, our internal mechanisms and psyches. But like, and I know Tony Robbins talks a lot about this. I know you have a lot of mutual friends that that way as well. But mm-hmm. it's like there, there's something that drives a human to do something. And a lot yeah. of times that comes from a place of like lack or not enoughness or needing to be approved. Like there's three or four like main human needs, right, that, that we try and um, satisfy. And when you think about the family dynamic, they don't need you to be anything. Like, yes, you have to have your basic core things taken care of so you can survive. But in terms of all this extra stuff, like it's not there. I think it's such a beautiful gift from the universe or God or whatever you subscribe to, to just show wholeness. And 
it really does sadden me and a lot of, and there's so many beautiful examples as well, but I'll even like show in my own life, there are moments that you forget this and yeah. it, it takes an act of like tragedy for you to, to be pulled back in. So I commend you on your awareness um, for having it, you know, see it happen to somebody else and internalize that in a way and say that I don't want that to, I don't want that to be my reality. I want to make sure I, I have that vested time now. I think that's great. Um, the, the item I wanted to ask you about, because I've heard you say this before, and I, and I understand the difference, is the difference between rhythm and habit. Because um, I know, I, I think that would be really fun to just explain. And then I'd love to uh, dive into the book after that. Yeah, when you set rhythms in your life, I, I just love the musical elements. I love music, live music. My wife and I want to see it till we're 100 together. And, you know, the rhythm is, is you know, keeping the beat in your life. You know, that boom, 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 boom. It can, it can keep you going. Habit just sounds so it's just yeah it's it's just harsher and the reason why is you know there's there's a real intention to rhythms you know that musical element habits you know you and i can have a bad drinking habit we can have a bad smoking habit we can have a habit of screaming at people in public you can have a habit of picking your nose i don't know what it is but a habit is almost not as intentional not something that you really want i have this habit but no one really says i have this rhythm of spending quality. And it, it, so I just saw it as a, as a different um, inspiration. So I always try to set rhythms in my life more than habits because habits can be very unintentional and, and very unwanted as well. I love that. That's so beautiful. It's cool because when I listen and read the, when I read the book, I internalize that slightly differently. Like, and maybe that's like the, the feminine, like mother energy, but to me, it's like you set a backdrop, a rhythm sets a backdrop for music to happen. No yeah. words and, and stands is all composed above it. And I kind of think of it as the framework that you're laying out is kind of like an underlying structure of foundation, a backdrop for you to build your life, something to look forward to. I just really love that comparison. I thought that was really cool. Thanks. Yeah, it's a, it's a good distinction for sure. It helped me. Yeah, it's, and it's just fun, right? Why not? Why not? <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, okay, perfect. So you're this busy, uh, very accomplished working dad in the real estate market. Um, you have become an instant father, which I personally uh, have had that same thing happen to me when she kind of yeah. walked into our life. And it just opened, bust your heart right open. So now, you, um, now you're at this place where you're going to set these, um, you know, set this new framework up. So walk us through a little bit of it and I'm looking forward to, to hearing what everyone has to say about it. It's awesome. Yeah, the inception was just... It was, I think our first Christmas together, I did these quality time coupons and it was, you know, I, I said, look, cash in on these coupons every quarter. And of course, you know, five and seven, they're like, what's a quarter? Yeah. Like, every, <laughs> every 90 days, you guys get to cash in and here's what it's going to be. It's just going to be me and you one-on-one. You're going to plan the day. I'm going to go in. My phone's going to be off. And we're just going to have a good time together. That was the whole premise. And, you know, as you've read the book for some things we worked through in those first year in these, in these memory marker days, it was stunning. And, uh, and, and that it's, it's become that simple a rhythm where I said, gosh, these are now my most important investors, clients, whatever you want to call them through the entrepreneurial mindset. And, and so I'm going to give them some priority. So what I've set for now 12 years and other people have been doing for a decade is Every quarter I have, uh, you know, I call it a family board meeting with each of my children. And it's only three guiding principles. I do it one-on-one. So each of them without electronics, like I like to call intermittent tech fasting, which we'll talk about. And they plan the day and I go all in. And there's some, some chance for some deeper conversation at the end of the day. 
which, you know, I talk about in the book about the power of decompression and being fully present, how you can actually get to that deeper level of communication, which unfortunately has gone bye-bye a lot in today's world because we're always rushing to something or there's a text between us and the person we love or a useless Facebook thread, whatever it is, but that's it. And this one rhythm has just changed thousands of family lives. You know, we're figuring it out. We're re-releasing the book with some updated stuff about marriage actually yeah, smart. at the end of next month. And, and, but we figured there's probably about 375,000 families that are, are using this now. So that's pretty exciting. This came from something that, man, I just didn't want to fail as a new father. It's, it's that, it's that simple. And I was like, yeah. if I can do something simple that I can stick to as an ADD entrepreneur, and, and then other people can use it, which they are, you can see results and it doesn't have to be that complicated. I love this. This is great. I think if you're an entrepreneur or if you're an employee, if what, whatever it is, if you're in a regular business, like you give um, a reverence and preference and preferential treatment to people that you deem important. And you just made that distinction. You said like, you want to treat your children as your investors or your board members. You want to give them the, um, you know, the same level of importance because they are the ones co-creating your life. They're the co-founders of whatever family Inc or LLC or whatever you are. So it makes sense to start giving them the tools to set that foundation and treat them as such. Um, and then I like the fun distinction of board meeting because the double, the double meaning there, since I know you're a surfer, that's really fun as well. <laughs> yes. So you started this when your boys were five and seven. Um, five and seven. They're now 20, almost 20, almost 18. So, awesome. um, yeah. And do you think this is something that can be implemented at any age or do you like see it starting better when they're a little older? Uh, I think two and a half, three is when you can start it. I started with my younger ones um, at two and a half. They fell asleep three hours into it. You know, I say a minimum of four hours together for that real quality time effect. But I started at two and a half, three, and they they asked for it, they pined for it, you know, and now they're they're five and seven, my two younger ones. Now my one year old I haven't started with yet. But yeah, I think you can do it at any age. And if you have adult children, you know, they're like, oh, well, they're all over the place. They're in college and this. My goal with for up to the 18 summers is I want to do it, you know, every quarter. If they start to move away and they can't do that, even if you did this one day a year. Once yeah. a year, you spent a day one-on-one -on -one without your phone with each of your children, your relationship's going to be different. Because I'm thinking of a few people now that once they read my book, their kids were, my friend Kevin, I think his youngest was 22, his oldest was 32, and he had six. One day a year, he spends one-on-one -on -one with each of them now using these principles. He said it has been a game changer. You know, they have the big family events. You know, I joke, you know, I'm from an Irish Catholic family, so I have like 4,000 cousins, yeah. you know, yeah. but it's, right? So, but it's... It's, uh, it's that one-on-one -on -one time that you get below the surface. It's the one-on-one -on -one time that there's probably the deeper conversation. And so, you know, for people out there that have 18 or older, even if you did this one day a year, you're going to be ahead of 95% of the population out there when it comes to relationship building. I love that. I love the family events and we're, we're Italian, so similar. And my husband's Samoan, so both huge families. Huge and families, it just yeah. they just feel like speed dating. Like they're fun. They're great. But it's like, hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? Like there, there's no like, I don't, I definitely don't like to rely on those to build relationships, but you'll get like, it doesn't take that much time. You, you'll get like an hour with somebody or 45 minutes and just have a great connection point. Like, like I was just had a conversation with my uncle and I was like, man, that felt so good. Yeah. And I think we forget as adults. And I think the beautiful thing about becoming an instant parent the way we both did is you kind of have this like paradigm, like pop where you have to like reframe yourself and you, you kind of remember how things were framed. Like I remember being a kid 
And I love the people who were fun. They were like happy-go-lucky. Um, they always engaged with me. Like those were the people that I always remembered. So now as an adult, I'll always obviously be very cordial and say hi to the adults, but I focus a lot on children because I think it's very overlooked in our society to have those kind of connection points. And kids remember that stuff. Oh, yeah. And, and I watched in my, my, my children, my nieces and nephews, as they grow, I've watched that like how do I even say, like, I watch them become desensitized to other adults. Like they'll say, oh, yeah. oh you know, they're not the way I remember them. Or, um, and I'm just kind of watching their paradigms change. And obviously, again, motivated by what I don't want to see. I'm like, how do we make sure that that doesn't happen? So th this was so cool because I've been doing something very similar in our family um, forever. But I love the structure that you put around it with like having the kids kind of pick and um, having it put in your calendar. So maybe if you want to go into why the theory behind some of that stuff, I think that those tools are super helpful for parents. Yeah. And I, I think the best starting point, uh, point Caitlin is the one-on-one. -on -one. So like when you came into this beautiful young girl's life, now your daughter and, and these two boys, now my sons, I, I was a stranger, right? So, so the catch-up had to be on my part. Yeah. Um, and if it was always going to be you, your husband and her, well, they might lean towards your husband. You know, at least for me, they're going to lean towards. So the good thing about one-on-one -on -one is it, it puts the magnifying glass on just that relationship in a positive way, right? They can't, it, you know, there's sometimes one they're closest to, you know, one that would talk a lot. Like I used to say, like for my mom and dad, you know, my dad could sit there and say nothing. And my mom would be like, and it, it wasn't until I had, you know, and love her, but once I had one-on-one, -on -one, it's when my old man came out of his shell and would talk. Right. Um, and so the one-on-one -on -one principle is what brought me close to my sons, you know, at that awkward age of seven and five, who is this guy? He's Jim. And then all of a sudden, who are you going to be? And, and then to the point of them asking to adopt me, it was this one-on-one -on -one time that really broke down the barriers. And that's the starting point of really using this. Um, I don't care how strong your family is. If you want it to be even stronger, you got to separate the parts to strengthen the whole, oh, you know, right. sometimes people are like, oh, that sounds like, uh, you know, that's going to divide the family and show favoritism. I'm like, look, I do it with every one of my children. And so they all get it. So I think it, it, it does the opposite. It's like the reverse effect of, you know, you remember the, the, the Brady Bunch stuff, you know, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. No one wants to raise the next Jan Brady. <laughs> when you yeah, have one on one yeah. time, you, you get that, you, you, you get that result normally. Uh, so one of the, the first things is one on one. Really, if people listen to nothing else today, if you start scheduling one-on-one -on -one time with each of your children and your spouse, um, you know, I, I do a day a quarter with each of my children. I do, you know, like a long date a week with my, my wife. Um, but that one-on-one -on -one time is important. You know, we love our kids, but we need our own time. You know, I love big family gatherings, but how am I going to, you know, we all say we want our kids to be individuals and understand what their passions and talents. Well, if you're always with a huge gob of people like our big family, how are we going to know that? So one-on-one -on -one is the most important thing, Caitlin, I think that that we really lean on for a principle of 18 summers. Um, that's super important in our, in our family. And, and so many families working with us have said, what's worked the best for you? And they're like, holy cow, just getting one-on-one -on -one is a game changer. It, it's, you know what I say? Um, do you ever watch the movie Spider-Man? You know, the first one of Tobey Maguire and the bullies yeah. come up to punch him. And it's like he is so in tune. It's like you can see it come in. He's looking at the and he's like, wow, he's just so, you know, in tune. I'm like, that's what it feels like when you start spending one on one time with your kids. It's so it's so true. And like I have a three year old now, so I spend a lot of one on one time with him because my husband and daughter do volleyball. So they're off together. Um, gotcha. 
and it really, it really does. It changes the dynamic and you, you know, you just are developing your, your connections together. There's so much science and, and spirituality behind all of this, but absolutely you're, 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 you're at the same level experiencing something together. So you're growing closer. It's just, it's how it works. What did you say a second ago that I just loved? Um, oh, it was, it was like challenging the concept of time. So I know a lot of adults, and I'll say this for myself, that you go through life and you think, I'm, I'm so busy. Like, I don't know if I'll be able to do this. And then I, it, it causes you to pause and say, like, one, what are you doing this for? Like we talked about earlier, like if you have everything, like, would it even matter if your family wasn't close? No. But most importantly, if you're going, if you're running a thousand miles an hour, which a lot of entrepreneurs do and, and moms and parents in general, you feel what your house is in disarray when people aren't on the same page. It just doesn't feel good. So it's almost like, it's almost like pause and take a break to propel yourself faster when everybody's in tune and in alignment and everyone has the same goals. um, It's so much easier to move as a unit so much quicker. And I find that having one-on-one time allows the children, we call it filling their bucket because we read this book to each of them when they were little about the, you know, everyone starts their day with a half bucket and, when you do acts of kindness or people are nice to you, your bucket fills. And when you oh, deplete, I love that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's such a good visual for kids too. It's a book. It's a book on it. The how full is your bucket. It's great. Um, so my, my son at three can explain this whole concept to you. So we teach them <laughs> young, this concept, but when their buckets full, their, their needs emotionally are met. They're able to kind of tune into that family dynamic a lot better. So I've had, I've had that same struggle in my life where I'm like, well, maybe we don't have time for this. Um, but it's absolutely the most worthwhile time ever. So I 100% love the one-on-one. I think that's great. Love it. Well, and to build on that, one-on-one time, I'm not going to say it'd be useless, but it'd be close to useless if you keep your phone in the middle of you the, that entire time. So our, our, our second principle always with one-on-one time is intermittent tech fasting. You know, that. it's a, that's a term we coined years ago because, you know, intermittent fasting, um, we've all read about it now. It's great for weight maintenance, muscle, uh, muscular development, um, organ revitalization, you know, you're not giving up eating, but you're disciplined to only eat between this time and this time. And that's what I encourage for real quality time with your family. You know, when I'm having one of these family board meetings with each of my children, I'm one-on-one with them and my phone is off. Love you know, no, you got to have that time of complete and total unavailability because nothing says you matter less than when we're trying to pretend we're talking to our kid, like your three-year-old and we think, oh, he's only three. But you pull out your phone and you do that text, you do that yeah. useless Facebook thread or take an email. And first of all, you've left the building, um, you know, and, and sometimes you, you can't be as good as you think. I always tell this story, my poor, but she's eight now. She was about five, um, came home from work. And I have a thing where, you know, every day I turn off my phone for like an hour or two after work. You know, it's just not on. And so my daughter says, "Get up, can we get on the trampoline? You know, we're big trampoliners and. Sure. So I go out, but I break my own rule, Caitlin, my phone's in my pocket and you hear that. And we all know that horrible noise. And before we even look at it, our, our, at least my ADD entrepreneur brain goes to seven different things. What is this? Well, as one of the real estate deals I'm working on, I pull it out. Someone messed up the closing on something really simple. You know, it's five 20. Everything's closed. There's nothing I can do about it till tomorrow anyway. So, you know, here I am on the trampoline swearing under my breath, you know, going into fixing scenario. And, and I'll never forget. I, I stop and I'm, you know, putting my phone away. And my daughter's looking at me with this yeah. dead face oh. and she goes, daddy, why are you so mad at me? And I'm like, 
oh my gosh, like stick a knife through my heart. And it's because we don't, we real we, we wear so much on our, on our face and emotion. We think, oh, we're good enough to multitask. We're not. So here she is thinking, I'm mad at her. I'm mad at a deal. And, and you cannot be in two places at once. That's why intermittent tech fasting, you know, on a daily basis, you know, one to two hours, everyone, even our teens turn their phones off because it, you know, just have that lack of distraction and you can be with the people in front of you. And on these family board meetings on date nights with my wife, it is not invited because you get pulled out. I mean, we're all hardworking. We want to provide any detail can wait a few hours, you know, and if we have that phone on in between us, you're going to cheat yourself. You're not going to be fully there. And again, nothing says I care about you less than being supposed to be there playing with them or engage with them. And you put that in between you. It sets an awful example, you know, and everyone always says, Oh, teenagers are terrible with their phones. I'm like, I think sometimes we're the ones that taught them that. Of course. And, and, uh, and it's something that I've had to painfully become aware of. Uh, So, you know, Caitlin, with one-on-one time, if you will practice intermittent tech fasting, I'm not telling you to give up electronics. I mean, you and I wouldn't be having this great chat today if we didn't, you know, but if I'm, you know, going out on a date with my wife tonight and you tried to text about some stuff, I'm not going to get you, you know, and and vice versa. Like with your three-year-old son, you've got to have that off and away at certain periods of time. And so important. I love that you're bringing the relationship and the marriage into it as well um, in the book. Because as I was reading it, I'm like, this is so applicable to any human relationship. I think about my parents who are aging, like anybody, just to have that quality time. I saw my 88-year-old grandma at a graduation this weekend. And it was my reminder of, okay, it's, I need to make this a a monthly, bi-monthly, just go spend some time with her. You know, like this is, this is that time. I I think that's, that's awesome. I love that concept. And I love that you use the fasting. I think that's so good. You said something that reminded me, like, I just invite people to think about a child's life. We have so many demands as adults, but like put, like put your intelligence and understanding into where a kid is. Cause what I've learned through this journey and meeting incredible people like you, Jim, is like really to have a perspective. These little bodies, they wake up, they're, they're being, it's like they're sheep. They're constantly being pushed into what to do next, where they need to go. They're being told how to think, what to do. And they don't have a lot of time to regulate themselves. And then they're looking to us as adults, as, as their guardians to give them a framework to to really understand their life, a, a paradigm of their life. It's what they learn from us. And if we're not giving them that time or we're constantly telling them like, yeah, 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 yeah like what does that yep. tell them about who they are? And then when they become teenagers, where's their homeostasis? Where's their normal? There's a, there's a hole in them that was not filled and they only know how to fill it one way now. It's this portal that lives in their hand. And that's how they feel connected because they didn't get it otherwise. It, it was such a huge like, aha moment for me, but it was also such a, this is a very beautiful, simple fix if we just push it away. So I I love this. I think that's a great concept. Very cool. Love it. Love it. Um, Final thing that I would say is, um, you know, when you, when you get one-on-one, you turn your phone off, you know, and especially with children, you say, well, what do you want to do? Let me know. And and you let them build the day. You're going to get ownership. You're going to get excitement, creativity. It's, you know, two of my you know, sons now have businesses built around things that happened in, you know, our actual board meeting experiences, which I was telling you before we started, which is cool. Uh, So, you know, that letting them plan the day and being fully engaged is really important. And what I found is after spending four or five hours with each of my kids, there's, 
I've worked with thousands of family now, families now with consulting or retreats or workshops. And what I've found is what a lot of kids are missing is they don't feel heard. And one of the ways they can feel heard is through a sincere apology or a genuine compliment. You know, stubborn, um, hardworking entrepreneurs can be very thick headed. And of course, I'm yeah. talking about myself where, well, don't you know, I'm providing, you know, how hard I'm working, I'm running two businesses, I'm whatever, you know, we're all at home, whatever it is. Um, we sometimes give ourselves what I call entrepreneurial immunity from an apology. And that's a really bad thing. Sometimes we can be short, impatient, um, a distant, whatever it is. And you can roll over that and be like, well, I did in the name of providing. Well, what I found with my own teens and my younger kids, and they've brought this back to me, and it was not easy, again, being a, a bullheaded entrepreneur, guy, whatever you want to call it, um, to say, you know what, I'm sorry. I was really short last week and unkind uh, during this moment. I'm sorry that wasn't on you. Um, I haven't been available. And I said that I would be, you know, I've been working more and that's not your fault. I'm sorry. I know that there's divorcees that have told me they've used this opportunity on these board meetings to say, hey, we went through a really rough divorce. It's not your fault. I'm sorry. And just for the kid to hear that wow. Wow. is just yeah. so key, a genuine, you know, that that genuine apology and then sincere compliments, too. It's sad. And, and, and I, that's where I've always wanted to do. And I think there's maybe the generation before be hard, make them tough. Doesn't mean you can't once in a while give them genuine compliments so that they can be move more into what they're really good at, you know, and, and when you'll stop to give kids genuine compliments too, it gives them something to live up to. It gives them something to uh, aspire to, to, to see their own worth in, to Even help them recognize talents. Yeah. So that's, I see these as a, a, a cheating ground to be able to do those a lot easier. You know what I mean? Because it's not easy to apologize. It's not always easy to to give these genuine compliments, especially if you didn't get them. And unfortunately, you know, my generation, I see, I never got a compliment from my father. Oh, my mother never, you know, felt comfortable complimenting. And it's sad. We can reverse that with our, exactly. with this generation. And that's not helicopter parenting. I don't buy in that. I don't do them their pushups. But man, if they're showing talent and strength in something, I'm going to let them know. Hundred yeah. percent. I think that's. I mean, how how else are they going to understand their um, and appreciate and move toward the their gifts, right? Yeah. Um, no, I hundred percent love that. I know we have to wrap soon, so there's two questions I'm going to ask you. Then I'll let you masterfully tie them in the way that you do so well. Um, the the self reflection time uh, in the meetings, I think, mm -hmm. is a beautiful place, and I can also see it uh, as you stay stay in the book can also be misused if people use it as like a grounds to lecture. So I'd yes. love for you to wrap by going through that. And then please let our, um, please let our parents know like what you're up to now, where they can find you. I'm going to link your book below as well. Um, but I I'm sure a lot of people will be moved by this and would love to find you after. So I'll let you answer both of those. Yeah, that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up. And what Caitlin's talking about is, you know, you set this day with your child one-on-one, -on -one, your phone's been off, their phone's off. You have a wonderful day. You probably share a meal and, you know, everyone's guard is down, which is great. And this is where real communication can happen. And this is the great thing to talk about interests and dreams or give that compliment or give that apology. However, there is the temptation as annoying parents as we can be, you know, we're like, oh, I'll never do what my parents did, but we do. Um, <laughs> is, you know, you, you think, oh, good. I'll set this time to, um, to give the next 50 lectures 
all the things that they need to improve and look to do and who they need to look out for. And look, I know your intentions are good, but if you, people are like, how do you get your kids? They, they do this every quarter. They want to hang out with you. One of the ways you get them to continue is I don't use this as a, as a space to give my next fix 50 lectures on a pedestal. Uh, and uh, there is a huge difference in time. You will lose trust and they will not hear a word you're saying. But what I promise you is if you fight that temptation and you keep doing these, there'll be the chance to open up and dialogue. And you'll probably get to some of those bigger ones in a much more constructive, collaborative way than you with that parent standing on the pedestal, pointing down and, and talking to them. Um, so, again, this is a time for open communication, for fun, not for for, you know, discipline and, and, um, you know, the harder things that we have to do as parents all the other times. So I would say fight that temptation to give lectures on this. It's not going to end well. Love it. Quick note there. I've learned through this pause and through ha and asking questions versus talking, like I know mm -hmm. you say in your book to say, Hey, what was your favorite part of today? And just leave that stop talking like a salesperson and let them talk. What I've learned in this with my own family is most of the time, the things that we want to lecture on, our kids were doing what they thought we wanted. And when That's I give them a chance to explain to me their perspective, I'm so moved. And I'm like, wow, it's guys, it's all, it's like our reality is literally our, our internalization of what's happening and they have their own realities. And if we don't give them a chance to bridge the gap, we're just never going to understand them the same way. This was so big for me. I love that you had that in your book. A huge okay. point. Great so point. yeah, that was, you did a great job on touching on it. Where can, where can our people find you? And yes, what are you up to now? <laughs> yeah. Um, if you want to learn more about what we do, you can go to uh, www.18summers18summers.com.com. That's a simple math equation that will probably always stick in your head. Just know 85% of the time the average person gets with their child is by the end of the 18th summer. So that's why you want to make the most of those first 18. So they keep coming back for more later in life. That's, that's my goal anyway. Um, so you can come and visit us. Our book is also anywhere on Amazon, um, the family board meeting. You can find it there. We're coming up with an updated edition here in a few weeks um, that we're pretty excited about with some more success stories from people out there. And also uh, a little part on the rhythm that helped mine and my wife's marriage, um, which we thought was, was, was something important to share. So uh, you can find that on Amazon and that new edition will be coming out uh, Memorial Day weekend. That's exciting. I can't wait to read the new one. Love it. Jim, thank you for all you do for having a heart to serve. Um, thank you for showing that you can be successful in both uh, your, your actual life as a parent, as a spouse, and also entrepreneurialism. I it's I find it very rare to see people to see that and it motivates me like you will never know. So um, I really appreciate it. It's great. And parents, we love you guys. Thank you for showing up for yourselves, for your family. Um, we're all about just giving you small tools throughout the day to empower you on the journey. But the fact that you guys are here, that you're listening to this, just you're doing everything. Like, this is great. You're already like just leagues above. I just want you to really appreciate yourself for what you're doing and just have fun with it. These are all tools, but at the end of the day, take the pressure off. Just have some fun with your kids. Have some fun with yourself. That's, that's what makes this trip on this ball hurling through space worthwhile, right? So uh, thank you guys for being here. And until the next perfect time, stay beautiful, stay inspired. Bye guys.